Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of I Need Wine. Hey guys, so I, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I was doing a little bit of venting. I was posting on my stories about just shit that I needed to get off my chest. I feel like sometimes it just feels good to say things, get things off of your chest. And so I put up a discussion box and you guys left a bunch of really, really good submissions of things that you wanted to get off your chest. I'm gonna keep all of these anonymous because that's what I promised you guys and you guys kept it super fucking real in these submissions, but we're gonna discuss them. So yeah, Jess, what do you think? Um, so yeah, I had seen one specifically that kind of like stuck out to me. Um, someone had said that being in a relationship with someone who is wonderful, but they're just not right for you. And I feel like we've all been in that situation before absolutely (laughs) and I feel like it's one of those like weird places to be because you don't want to hurt this person because they are wonderful or you don't want to complain to your friends or your mom or whoever about this guy who you don't want to be with necessarily but you don't even really maybe even have a good like specific reason you know what I mean yeah I think there's something about like a passion, a fire that a person needs to light in you for you guys to be like long term. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not saying like you need to be having sex four times a day. Like, obviously, when Juan and I first got together, we probably we had sex like five times a day. Right. I'm older now. Listen, okay. Sometimes <laughs> there's weeks where I just need my space. Okay. Right. And I don't feel I don't feel pity for him. Okay. Right. So. Yeah. What I'm saying is there has to be some sort of passion there, though, that ignites you. There has to be some, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can't, like, for instance, if you get with somebody because they have money, right, but there's no love, the money is cool. Once you get used to having the money, you're going to be like, damn, this motherfucker is irritating. Or I'm so bored. Yeah, or, like, I'm so sad that, like, this is what I chose. You might be happy with the money, but you're going to be sad with the fact that you don't have, unless, like, you're you're twisted, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to be sad at the idea that you sacrifice true love and that true feeling of, like, butterflies and just, I don't know, harmony for money, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, a, just a reference. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think this could even be, like, with anything like anybody in your life it doesn't even have to be like a romantic person it could be like how we've talked about friends where you're just like I don't like not like this person or think they're a bad person it's just like I don't vibe with them like they don't belong like with me you know what I mean and I feel like you should never feel guilty for wanting um like the right people around you and it doesn't necessarily mean that like the people that aren't meant for you are like bad you know no, I think that's true. I mean, I feel like, I mean, fucking sue me for saying this, but I want to be around somebody that can challenge me intellectually. I don't want to be around somebody where I'm like, hey, did you see the news today? And they're like, they might not have watched the news, but at least if I bring up a topic, they can give me an opinion about it, you know? Yeah, or like just something simple as being able to like laugh at the same TV shows or like spend time and like, you don't even have to have like the same things in common, but just like that like connection which I feel like can happen with somebody who you don't even like do the same things with but if that's lacking like you like life is too short like don't feel bad about I mean obviously you don't want to hurt the person but you're hurting them more by staying with them just because you don't want to hurt them yeah don't feel bad about moving on yeah definitely I just wanted to start off with like something a little bit lighter and like something that I think everybody can relate to in some way or another, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I found one here. It's really, really good. It says men get away with doing bare minimum in a household. And then they want praise when they actually do the bare minimum. Mm. Is that true? Or like, wait, praise like when they do like more or like you're, so you're saying they want praise for doing the bare minimum, right? Yeah. Like, they do the bare minimum, and then they think that that's something that's praiseworthy. They want, like, the good pat, like, good boy pats on the back. Yeah. Yeah. um, I do think that that is 
like something that a lot of women deal with because I think we're in this like transitional stage of like the world where these men want to only they think that they're the only ones like working so that they don't have to do like certain other things but nowadays like a lot of times mostly both people work and then the moms are just kind of expected to do all the like quote-unquote mom things and when the dad does one thing as far as like oh I gave the kids a bath they want like all this praise and I feel like that seems unfair because most of the time the mom is doing it you know yeah 28 days out of the month and doesn't really get any praise I think that's true because it's like I was just talking to another friend about this we were like you know you see a dad a single dad or a dad alone who you presume to be single walking down the street with a stroller in hand you know pushing a a baby and you look like he's taking good, pretty good care of his baby. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, look, look at that. Yeah. But you see a mom with five, six, seven, eight kids. Come on, Susan. Come on, Timmy. Come on, Tommy. Come on, yeah. Lee. Come on, Laura. And you looking like, oh, that's a damn mess. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not saying, look at that single mom. You're like, oh, she can't control her kids. Right. And it's such a double standard. Yeah. Um, but that's why we have to push our men to do more. Like for one thing, we, me and Bar get into it. Bar, don't listen to this episode. But me and Bar got into it because basically, he was like, "Babe, I try to be romantic. Every time I go to the store, I bring you back your favorite chips. I bring you back your favorite Gatorade. I bring you back your favorite candy." And I'm like, "Nigga, that is not romance. <laughs> that is not romance. That is common courtesy. If right. I was living in a house with my mom and my dad when I was, and I had my car, and I'd be like, I'm going to the store, y'all. I would go to my parents' room and be like, hey, I'm going to the store, y'all. I want something? Mm-hmm. When I'm at your house before I leave your parties, Jess, I'm going to the store. You want something? Mm-hmm. That well, that's is not romance. That's I'm not trying to sleep with everybody I, I buy Gatorades from at the store. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But we mm-hmm. have that argument. And I just think that we have to push our men to do more. And we also have to explain to them, like, listen, society has let you guys get away with doing the absolute bare minimum. And we're not taking that shit. Yes, we're strong, but we don't want to be. We're done. Yeah, we don't want to be that strong. We don't have really? to be strong all the time. We are damsels in distress. One of our heels are broken. We're walking through a shady alley. We're damsels, okay? We don't yeah. want to be strong anymore. <laughs> we need help. We're struggling. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like, I, I don't want this to come off as, like, a man-bashing um, situation because I actually feel like we have different things that are unfair, like those different unfair, um, like, double standards where mm-hmm. I feel like the mom just is expected to do all of these things as far as, like, taking care of the house cleaning, cooking, taking care of the kids. And they all, for the most part, is like just expected and not like appreciated in, in the um, like way it should be. But then on the other side, I do feel like we as women need to learn or like work on um, giving our men the like, not really like I think we give them the praise as far as like you work you provide all that stuff even though like obviously a lot of us also do it but I think we need to um do our part as far as like letting them um feel like like be emotionally like vulnerable or like I'm not sure how I want to say it but I I think like a lot of men obviously grow up thinking that like I don't talk about my feelings I'm not allowed to be sad I'm not allowed to be hurt and because like they're that's like suppressed I think that comes out a lot as like anger or you know like because they're like I haven't been able to like be upset I'm not allowed to be upset I just have to be like the man the strong one and we're allowed to like cry you know we can cry whenever we want we can go like be upset and go in the room and be like I need a minute but I feel like men don't really do that as much and then it comes out as like oh I snapped on you or something like that so I think like both of us have like because we're going through that transition and now like I think we raise our sons a little bit different where like it's okay to cry but our men weren't really raised that way so they're like you know we both have things to work on how work on as like gender roles are changing and like evolving a little bit yeah 
But I also think that one thing that I noticed is that when women get mad, we get mad, but we still handle our responsibilities. And sometimes when men get mad, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I can, uh, well, at least, like, temporarily, I think they, like. Yeah, temporarily. I'm yeah, they, like, shut down a little bit. Spiral, but I'm just saying, like, I think that that's a big difference between men and women. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. can be heartbroken and still go to work and operate. And I'm not saying that men can't. Yeah. I'm just saying that usually, people usually think that women are more emotional than men, but men can get crazy emotional. Well, I think we look like it because we show it more like because again I think we're like allowed to show it more yeah so we get it out so it doesn't get like as bottled up I'm not saying I mean I think women sometimes when you try and be so strong it does but for men I think it very often gets very yeah. bottled up so when when they shut down they shut down like hard yeah for us I think we're allowed to like you know be a little more open with it so we are able to like maybe not let it get to that point but I do at the end of the day agree that I think that you know we do get the shit end of the stick as far as like a lot of the responsibilities like of the household and stuff and don't like get as much praise I think as we should get or appreciation but sure that's so true Yep. We're expected to do it, but you know what? At the end of the day, it pays off because my kid just is my like bestie and I just wouldn't want it any other way. Yep. And it's like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like bar I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it like bar's not present. Bar's here every single day, you know what I'm saying? But you know, he works, I don't well, like I don't work a job that keeps me out of the house every day, you know what I'm saying? So I'm here, like, you know, like you said, doing everything. And one thing that Bar's really good about is just being like, you know, thank you. I, I I see that you've been taking care of the house and the home, but he wasn't always like that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't always think yeah. that it was a job. He used to be like, but you're home all day. And I'm like, bro, chasing after this fucking kid, making 14 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, dude. Seriously. I do. You know what? I'm guilty of that. And I'm going to say that right now. I grew up with a mom who worked to, like she delivered mail. So she did like hard labor in the blazing sun in the pouring rain. Didn't matter. My mom worked, worked, worked always, always. So I, that's what I saw growing up. So that's what I kind of like expected my life to be. And I thought like the women who stayed home were like lazy, you know, and it's not like my mom ever like said that I just, that's what happened from me watching my mom work so hard. And as I grew up and I was, you know, I was in the Navy when I had my first daughter. So obviously I worked, Um, and then I had the boys pretty much right at the end of being in the Navy. So then I got out and I just went to school because that's what I was getting paid to do. And I really got like a dose of reality as far as how it is being just at home with the kids and boy, is it a job? Like absolutely 100%. I like, I take back anything I've ever said about, or even thought, maybe not even said out loud um thinking how it was being a stay-at-home mom because yes it is extremely hard not only like physically just like cleaning up after him doing this doing that but like emotionally like it just like today I was trying to take a freaking bath I swear I told Holly look let's do it I do a nap time every day let's do a nap time so I get in the bath I swear she comes in the bathroom like five times yep I can't even hold on. There's another submission that says, can we normalize the fact that it's okay to be frustrated as a parent? That's a perfect, like, I hope hope so (laughs) because I am all the time. Me too. Like, I mean, every day, like in some way I am either frustrated or overwhelmed multiple times a day. Right. Yeah. Some days it's like all day. And then sometimes, you know, it's not too, but I feel like there's always something that is like eating away at like your, Mm -hmm. and even if it's not something the kids did specifically, or just something you're worried about, oh my God, I have to, you know, do, get them ready for, um, get them signed up for kindergarten. And I have all this paperwork to get ready and I have stuff to do and I have work and I, you know, like, yeah, maybe it's not directly with them, but there's always just like, you don't really realize like take, I mean, you are in charge of a whole other life 
Yeah. Not it's only crazy. just yours, but like someone who can't even help you. Mm-hmm. It's just all on you, everything. And they, all they do is just run around and like spend your money in one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Having a kid is like really a one-way street thing, you mm-hmm. know. What I'm saying? Like you get love back, but if right. you're not the kind of person that cares to receive love back, you yeah. probably shouldn't have a kid because all they yeah. do is take. Like that's all they're getting. You're giving. I honestly feel like it's fair to say that as parents, we are the people that most. I'm not gonna say most in the world because people are going through all types of shit. But right, we are we are in the group of people that have a right to be frustrated because unless you have a kid, I don't give a fuck about you people who have siblings and you raise your nieces and nephews. You don't count. I don't give a shit and you don't count unless you raise that kid and you had custody and that parent. You could not give that kid back whatsoever. Right. And you were financially, solely financially responsible. And God yeah, forbid, don't say anything about your dog being your kid. Yeah, please. Because I swear I will block you from <laughs> lose it podcast somehow. So I feel like as a parent, I probably get asked 15 times a day for a snack. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I say we're going to go to the park, if I don't take her to the park within like two minutes, if I will be asked about 30 times within 15 minutes <laughs> if we're going to the park. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They're relentless. I could spend I we could I could spend all day at Disneyland with her and then the ice cream truck would roll by and I would say no and she would have a fit. Yep. They just don't like it's very hard to like you have to learn to like understand that they're only three or four or five or ten yeah and that what you think like is normal or should be happening or they should be thinking or why did you know like if they just don't even like all they see is like I want the ice cream yeah. and you're saying no and you're in my way you're the reason I'm not getting ice cream they don't give a shit about they don't care about your long day at work they don't care about how much money you're spending on bills. They, that's not even in their like brain. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to not get frustrated because you, again, like as you think you're so ungrateful, you're so this, but it's really like, it's not that you just can't expect that from them. You know, mm-hmm. you got to just take your little hugs that you get. And I love you moms and and get out, buy them the fucking gushers that they want and the ice cream because I do try and like not that I'm perfect at it because I I mess up all the time but I try to like think of my kids as me when I was little yeah and think about when hey you wanted you you asked your mom for the ice cream man and money for the ice cream man and she said yes and like that literally made your day like the highlight of your life at four years the disappointing factor as a parent is when you've already spent all day right trying to please this motherfucker i i think they just like don't they don't they don't register it because they don't they don't understand what it's like to not have it yeah or they don't understand like what it took to get that like they don't yeah you know that it cost you three thousand dollars to take them to disneyland and do all the stuff they don't they don't know that like they have no idea they're just like what's another five dollars for this ice cream though (laughs) right okay so i totally get the money doesn't grow on trees right my dear is this holly just always you'll I'll be like i don't have money and they'll be like swipe your card yeah and i'm like it's like fuck you (laughs) <laughs> you no, swipe your card like I'm so sorry but can I just say something right quick while we're on the topic and while this episode is about getting things off of our chest mm-hmm. fuck these entitled ass kids and I honestly. love my kid but honestly fuck these entitled ass kids because I work it might I don't give a fuck if you're gonna say oh you sit on your ass and you make money by doing nothing yeah bitch I get judged by thousands of people like you <laughs> that's why I get paid money that's to right yeah that. so you know what yes I work because I have to get online and let my self-esteem be diminished in the comments 
by mm-hmm. thousands of people who have no self-esteem themselves to even type those types of things to another person they don't even know. Yep. So with that being said, yeah, fuck you entitled ass kids, bro. I give you everything and you still have the attitude. Now I know why my mother wanted to slap me to high heaven. Seriously. <laughs> my fingers tingle to, to send the same slap through yeah. home sometimes. And I don't give a fuck if how you people judge me. Oh, you slap your child. Hell yeah. Y'all smack her. Okay. So I saw this. Um, It was like, a I think a TikTok or a reel. And you know how like people say like, fuck them kids. Yeah. It was like yeah fuck them kids and anybody who judges like that saying pretty much like this is only reserved for the ki- the parents who actually fucking take care of their kids you know like if yeah, you're like a fucking deadbeat if you're you saying you can you know you resonate but, with fuck them kids right like if you're an all-in parent fuck them kids makes total sense to you and I anybody Holly, <laughs> i'm not like sometimes people comment on my instagram and they're like oh yeah your your mom raises your daughter and i'm like bro no are you kidding me I literally am with Holly like 25 8. Yeah, she goes to my mom's house like two weekends out of the month. Right. Bar works all day. Bar works all day. The main hours that Holly's awake, she's only awake for like two hours before he goes to work. And then bedtime is literally when he gets off. Yeah. So it's just me. She's all you right now. So I mean, like, yeah, bro, fuck you. Get the fuck out <laughs> of my face. Fuck, no, you can't have any of my fucking uh, Kit Kat. Right. right. You open one, they hear one Ooh. rapper. And Whoa, I don't feel do bad. And then yeah. their lip is all poked out and you're like, should I feel bad? No, dude, nope. fuck you. Oh, you ate three fruit snacks in the last hour. Bye. You took my skinny elasticity and now you want my Kit Kat? Right. You. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dude. Fuck Get you. You're my ice. So somebody um, submitted, which I feel like just goes with this. And I want to say it because it's honestly like I, yes, I agree. It says, I love my kids, but sometimes I just don't want to go home. Yeah. Dude, like, okay, tell me if you've ever, let's say I leave my husband with the kids. Okay. So bars home with Holly and you go out and do your errands and this, this, that. And then you get in the driveway or wherever. And you're just like, I'm not getting out. I'm going to sit in the car for like another however long because I'm just literally dreading going in the house because I know that sitting in my car is quiet and I know in there is chaos or like I like to drive alone Uh uh-huh because that's like my second to like gather my thoughts right but I only have one kid and she's not so bad so like I can't really say that I dread going home but what I can say is, yes, I will sit in that driveway for 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I do feel, I mean, yeah, I, can, I, mean, I need to know how many, how many kids this, this sub- person who did this submission has, because I feel like when I only have one, so like sometimes, you know, like two will be at um, their grandma's house or something and I'll have only one. And I'm like, man, like, because the, <laughs> I think the most annoying part of having multiple kids any of you listeners feel free to you know message us and see tell me if you agree because the worst part about having multiple children is not like the more money it's not like having to buy more clothes it's like literally them fighting is will like trigger something in my brain where I want to lose my mind like it's the worst banging or stomping it's like just so much chaos it's so loud and it's like that's five minutes extra in your car where you're just like listening to the song that you like and what and you know scrolling on tiktok or whatever is just like your last bit of like have you ever <sighs> been at like your wits end right every day like, go on say no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no like okay for instance right you know how my house is i'm at my desk my desk is you know like you know it's built in like to my house right so right. i'm sitting at my desk I'm doing whatever I'm doing on the computer, looking at shit, right? And Holly's downstairs. The TV's going. The Alexa's going. Um, I mean, the TV on, in the upstairs living room is going. The Alexa in the downstairs living room is going. <laughs> Holly is singing something. Bar is is singing to the music downstairs. 
And then Holly comes over to me. She's like, Mom. It's like that episode of Family Guy where he's like, Mom, oh, Mom, Mom, Mom. Mom. <laughs> and I swear, I swear, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be dramatic here because I swear my brain, like, cracked. Yeah. And I was like, get whatever you are asking for and go. Right. <laughs> Just Good fucking day. Turn that fucking Alexa off. Turn that fucking Gaga Zaza uh-huh. off. Right. Get the fuck <laughs> away from me right now. I swear to God, I'm going to break everything I see right now. Yeah, those YouTube people, like random YouTubers situations that they watch, literally give me like, they make me want to just go into a mental mental institution Ooh, I'm telling and you. bang me my head on Why the Why do these kids wall. watch old people play? Oh my God like toys mine like, are kid i wanted to play I like that's weird that. you can't even pay these kids it's so sad okay so i have another good one and this one is kind of deep i'm gonna stop right here and issue a trigger warning because i'm gonna talk about something a tad bit traumatic mm-hmm. so if you don't want to hear this i suggest that you tune into next week's episode where the topic will be a little lighter and um we won't have to issue a trigger warning for that episode um so yeah moving on from that this um submission says i hate my mom for choosing men over me and i can't get over it Mm. that's intense um i don't know instantly i just felt like sad for this person yeah um weirdly I my mom so not that I feel like my mom chose men over me Mm -hmm. um but my mom one of her like um hang-ups is she definitely felt that way about my grandma yeah and it truly like still has lasting effects to like I would say probably not so much anymore since my grandma has passed, but like up until then, I think it truly affected her like her entire life. Yeah. Because I think that the thing is a lot of people when they become parents, their kid becomes their main priority, right? Right. Like my mom is not with my biological dad, but she's been with my stepdad for like practically as long as I can remember. Yeah. So I never really felt that way, but I kind of felt that way because I was kind of like, you know, like instead of just being with me, you trying to get a new husband. Mm-hmm. You know it's not that she really chose a man over me, but you know how kids internalize. Yeah, weird right, way. right. So like, I can't really relate, but what I can say is like, one thing that us adults have to understand is that and another thing about society and not to say that this person has this problem but I'm just going to touch on this because I think it relates to this topic right I think that society has made being a bad bitch and an Instagram popping bitch so cute that people have forgotten to work on their inner selves you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's not cute to be walking around a broken adult when you know that you're broken yeah we have to fix ourselves and at the end of the day no matter what your parent did you're gonna have to do that that closure we always like are looking to other people for closure but that closure comes from you yeah because your mom can say she's sorry but like she can't fix your memories she can't yeah, she can't undo that what she did you have to make you a priority yep. and then you know how to move forward with your kids and hopefully you don't make the same mistakes. And as for your mom, if you feel like now you want a relationship with her, you know what I've learned in life kind of being older and having family members who just kind of like piss me off, but I still love, you have to deal with people where they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like deal with them with the long handled spoon type of love yeah. so that you like protect your emotions but also you still maintain that relationship if you care to right or don't deal with them but know yeah. that that is you know that also you have to be really careful as far as you don't want to regret that yeah. 
because I will say as someone who, which I think there are some submissions in here, so I think I could touch on it. I lost my dad when I was 22, I believe. 22. Um, so pretty early. It was only 46. And I had a very like up and down relationship with my dad pretty much my whole life. And I used to say things when I was a little younger and maybe didn't understand quite what he was going through and that maybe it wasn't about me, the things he was doing, he wasn't doing them at me, but he was, you know, I didn't know that he had, you know, his own problems and he, he never meant to hurt me. But at those times, like there could have been, or there had been times where I would say, you know what, like, fuck you. I don't want anything to do with you. I hate you. You know, all these mean things. And I could say that without doubt that if he was here, we would be fine. Like I would be, you know, okay. Like you say things out of like hurt and anger and all these things, but sometimes like you have to think about, am I really going to be okay with this person? Not in my life. And yes, they might not be dead, but you don't know, like literally tomorrow's not promised for anybody. Yeah. So I think it's just key to be able to have that conversation with yourself and say, yes, I am comfortable not being around this person because it protects me in a way, or I'm just going to kind of love them from afar, or I'm going to love them close and I'm going to work with them hopefully and try and like, you know, resolve some issues or whatever it may be. But make that decision when you're not angry. Yes, definitely. In the moment you're going to say, especially when it is your mom or your dad. And I don't like, I also don't like the toxicity of like, they're your parents. So let them treat you. However, because I don't, I don't agree with that at all, but is there like a deeper connection there? And is there also risk to cutting that off and it messing with your mental health as well? Yes. So it's something that you need to like, you know, figure out. I mean, like, I feel like I'm still kind of like going through that with my dad, like trying right. to find a way to like, yes, now that I'm older, I can see the addiction for what it is. But also like, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that it's like, do you know how many times I wanted to just like check out, you know what right. I'm saying? But right. I can't, I can't I look at my kid and I just can't. It's like, I know, like, we're not the same person. And it's not the same for everybody. But it's like, right. I'm still just trying to figure all that out and I think it takes time it's okay to take time and I don't think you need to rush you know what I'm saying like yes give it it the proper thought yeah like yes I, I think about like the fact that I'm losing time with my dad but also I think about the fact that my dad just brings like unfortunately like chaos to my life right now right yep and you don't want anybody around you that's not an addition. Not that you're taking from everybody, but yeah. everybody, yeah, everyone's taking from everybody. That's why we're friends. I'm your friend because I'm taking your knowledge, taking your right. advice, taking your this, taking your that, mm-hmm. and you're t- hopefully you're taking from me. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. So if you can't take from someone, they're not someone, you know, you need to be around. Yeah. And you're kind of in the spot where, yeah, like it is okay to, you're not saying dad, I don't ever want to speak to you again. If you reach out to me, I will never talk to you again. You're saying like, until, you know, like for now, I'm just going to love you from over here because it doesn't mean that like, if he got some help or wanted to get better and wanted to build this relationship, of course you would be open to it, but that doesn't mean that you have to just take the chaos when he's not doing those things, you know, and that's okay. I think it's, I think we have to learn that it's okay to cut people off and people is not, um, it's not just, you know, only for random non-family members. Yeah. People, every people around you, grandmas, aunts, uncles, oftentimes those people are the most toxic people in our lives. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like if you feel like someone is toxic and you can't be around it, let that shit out Mm -hmm. or take a you know just kind of you don't need to cut them off forever but you need to like get yourself and I think the most important thing to take away from this when it's like okay she's talking about her mom and having to deal with yes she's my mom but she literally I feel as though she put me second and I you know know maybe the I'm not sure who the person is but if they have their own children that's even harder because they see I put my kid first. Why wasn't I put first? 
but yeah. you can't let no matter I don't care if it's your mom your dad your your husband nobody you can't let anybody like tell you what you're worth or make you feel like you need to work on you and you need to say because when you get to that place and it takes time and it takes you know um therapy if you need it and uh, you know a bunch of tears and everything but when you get to that place where you're like I know what I'm worth I know how important I am and I'm only gonna surround myself with people who also know that yeah and just be able to like you know sort through your stuff and if you think that I do think that you should speak your piece about it to your mom and see where that goes and however you feel after that this communication goes a long way we can't mm-hmm. a lot we also have to realize we can't expect people to be mind readers you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, yeah a lot of times we as kids we'd be like they should know they're the parent right but sometimes our parents don't know how to be parents and their parents just like how i was a parent you know right. like i have i had parents like thank god i have my stepdad and my mom and my grandparents and they're great but like i just was thrown into parenthood i didn't know mm-hmm. shit you know what I'm saying? So Holly might come back and be like, mom, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I, was like, gonna you know, say, I was 23 and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. We, we don't even know because our kids are little. We don't even know the mistakes we've made yet because they can't even tell us yet. But they will. They sure will. And we and and knowing I feel like us knowing that we're trying really hard and we're trying our best. And sometimes our best isn't perfect. But knowing that I'll be able to take my kids criticism or the things that they said hurt them and be able to try and understand, even though I know I didn't mean to, I want to be able to like validate their feelings because I was in the place as a kid yeah. feeling that way. And I do, I feel like at this point I could look at my mom, obviously my dad's not here, but I feel like I would, if he was and say, you know what? I know in my heart that you guys did try your best. And even though, you know, if my dad had addiction problems and his best wasn't very good at all, but I don't think that he was doing it to hurt me specifically. You know what I mean? No. And I don't think, you know, we love our kids. We would never do that. I'm not saying some parents do. I'm, I'm not saying there are some horrible people out there, whether parents or not, but hopefully if you're able to like communicate, something good from can come from it even if it might not be exactly what you want and if not if you're a parent or if you're not a parent treat the kids around you like you wish your mother would have treated you and that's the way that you heal that right yeah for sure so i think we have time for one more i i have one do you have one yeah no shoot okay you can also do that one just depending you know on whatever we're doing but if i go on i think this one think is i think is really important they said the need, like talking about the need to take mental health seriously and not act like it's some kind of a failure. Oh God. That's heavy because, and I don't know, I don't want to turn this into a race thing, but I honestly, uh, that's immediately where I went in my that's heart of hearts, I feel like immediately what the <laughs> fuck I went. I feel like minorities really have trouble with this. Absolutely. I feel like in like how I was brought up, it was like, you're strong. You are nothing less. You will get through it. I don't care. You're, you know, like we're strong. And in my head, I assume like, if you have to go to therapy or you're saying, I can't get through (laughs) this or I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm this, that is weak. Yeah. And really, I feel like as you cop out, it's a way to not address the trauma, because I'm going to tell you something. Everybody has a reason to sit in the closet and cry. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So if that's the case, I can, I I have a reason to go do a drug. I have a reason to go take a few more shots and not come home and not Mm -hmm. pick up the phone and not, you know what I'm saying? Like I, everybody has a reason. Everybody's reason may not be as good as the next person's, but everybody has a reason. Now what you choose to do is on you. Yeah. I feel like now though, as time has gone on, I at least for me personally, I, again, used to see it as like super weak, but I now feel like, no, like me saying that I need therapy 
or I want to talk to somebody about all the trauma that I've been through. And I want to, you know, sift through all these things and why I act this way and do these things is to me, I feel more strong. I really, really do. And which is super weird because again, I kind of like with the stay at home mom thing that I mentioned, I'm like, I don't know how I did this complete 180, but I feel more like, what's the word? Like, not like empathy, but like, what's the, like for myself, like, I feel like it's, you know, like it's okay. Like, this is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? And not feel like I'm looking stupid. Yeah. Like more secure. Yeah. I mean, and I totally agree. I think that really going to therapy and facing your demons is, is the, is the hard thing to do. Not wanting yep. to look deep is this is an easy thing to do because you don't want to address it. It's hard to open up why you have trust issues, yep. why you have this, why you have that to the root of it, not just, oh, my ex-boyfriend cheated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it goes deeper. And to go there for some people, for me, it's so dark that I even now am in therapy still topically because it's just somewhere that like, if my brain goes, yeah. I need the tools to be able to pull myself in a different direction. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and at the end of the day, it's very important, especially being on TV. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I get on Instagram with my hair looking crazy because I just woke up and I'm and I'm mumbling a little bit because, you know, I ain't brushed my teeth or whatever, they're gonna say I'm loony and I mean I'm on drugs and I'm out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are so quick to label people. I mean, people out here really need help. They don't know what it looks like. Yep. They won't, can't even recognize it. It's you crazy. I used to, I have this like very vivid memory. And mind you, like I have really bad, um, like a bad memory of my childhood. I think like a lot of it was very traumatic. So I like block a lot of it out. Yeah. Like, my sister will tell me like, remember this? And I'm like, absolutely not. No, I don't not at all. Like I literally don't even remember one of the houses we lived in and I wasn't that young. Like I should have remembered more, you know? Yeah. But anyway, my mom, I remember this specifically. I had went through like some traumatic stuff when I was younger and my mom tried to get me into therapy because she was trying to be a good mom, you know, like uh, I think I should put my kid in therapy because she had went through this very traumatic thing. And I remember as I was, I think maybe nine or 10 years old, I was sitting in like the chair, you know, Mm-hmm. and the therapist or whatever was trying to talk to me and I just told myself like this is ridiculous I don't need her I'm not talking about this like I like at that age was already like judging myself like no bitch you don't need this you're gonna be fine like you're gonna get through it you don't need to talk this out like literally already like victim blaming myself at nine years old just because like growing up in that atmosphere again of like feeling like you have to be strong. You're going to be fine. You got to get through it. You know, like it really like hinders your growth. Yeah, it does being raised that way. And now I'm like, I was, I didn't get into therapy till I was maybe like 27. So like four or five, five years ago. And man, like I was sitting in that chair, like the first time it was kind of like awkward, but eventually when I got used to it, I was like in that chair, like, man, I would love, I'm, I go in there. I sit down. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, what are we like, talking about today? You have to decide to unload. Like yeah. if, you work, if you don't want it to work, the, the good thing is my family always believed in therapy and I have pretty much was in right. most of my life, but like you're as a kid, I didn't, you know, receive it. It wasn't until I got older that I, that I decided to actually like open up to my therapist about yeah. what's going on and. I think a little bit of that was like fear of getting in trouble with my parents about like saying too much or stuff yeah or whatever Mm -hmm. but then on the other token now that I'm an adult it's like you have to choose to make the most of it I think remember like there's like a quote or like a thing that people say where pretty much like you can't therapy won't work if you don't like engage like there's no way for the therapist to help you if you're like leaving shit out or not being honest you know you're just wasting your time yeah and it takes time I think it takes like you know you yeah. to maybe be a little bit older or more comfortable with with everything going on for you to open up yeah 
But so, it's worth it if you can. And if you feel yeah. like you need it, even if you don't feel like you need it, I guarantee you go in there, you're going to find some shit out about yourself that you were like, oh, wow. Because I really feel like who we really forget like that who we are is made up of everything that we've been through, all these little yep. small compartments and components. And some of them are real dark and deep. Yeah. So, you know, those um, quotes, like, I don't know why I always think about this, but it super goes with what you just said. It like triggered something in my brain, but I've always thought about it where um, people say like, um, like, let's say I uh, went through something really bad and I say, I am like, I don't let that define me. Yeah. But for me, I feel like all of it defines me. Like yeah. everything I've been through, whether it be great or absolutely horrible, literally made me who I am it is like I do act and do certain things and protect myself in certain ways literally because I went through those things and I think it shouldn't be maybe looked at as like a negative is what I'm trying to say well I feel like one of those things don't define you but a collective right yeah yeah for sure and that really is just the same thing as saying I'm judging you based upon your character not your actions yeah you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that goes hand in hand. But I definitely think that every single thing you've been through, whether whether it was major or minor, mm-hmm. definitely is made you the person that you are today. Whether there's things about yourself that you like or the things about yourself that you loathe. Yeah, or you don't even realize why that made you the way that you are. You know, you don't even link the two, but I guarantee they are linked, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Have you watched the? Have you watched the Disney movie Inside Out? What is it called? Inside Out. With like the memories? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. So that's like what it reminds me of where it's like, you know, you have like those core memories. Yeah. Like those big things that happened and they're not always happy. You know, like the whole movie, they're like trying to, she wants them all to be happy, but they're not. Yeah. And some of them are sad and some of them are, she's mad or whatever, you know, but I'm like, that's kind of how it works in my head where like some of those things absolutely define you and it's not like a bad thing necessarily no I think that's true and I think that accepting that is is what you come to terms with in therapy and I think that a lot of problems that we have in adulthood is trying to distance ourselves from these traumatic events instead of embracing them and working through them to get through it you got to work through it you know what I'm saying yeah just push it away and it takes work and I think that like people a lot of it is I think maybe, and I'm not saying people weren't fucked up back in the day when there wasn't Instagram and Twitter, but I'm going to say there is an incline of people being more consumed with outer than inner and just shunning therapy, but therapy is lit. I'm telling you right now. Um, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Therapy is lit. You and your husband can't talk about it. Therapy is lit. You and your family can't talk about it. Therapy is lit. Yep. Or like, even like, if you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it, well, guess what? Therapy. talk to this person and I feel like it used to like weird me out a little bit as far as like I don't know this bitch she doesn't know me how could she like understand or how why would I tell her these things you know that I've never even told like my best friends mm-hmm. but it really like kind of gives you like a different perspective because whether you want them to or not if I tell you something you're my friend you care about me and I tell you something I have a bias. You're biased. You're going to want to tell me something to make me feel better. Even if I'm not saying like, we do like, keep it real with each other, but I'm still in my, my cancer with you because you're my friend. You know what I'm saying? I might not straight exact shoot with you. I don't really have that psychoanalysis knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. be able to be like, Oh, you told me this bing, 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 bing. Like I connect. I might tell you the real shit if you say, if I tell you I want to dye my hair green, you're going to be like, nah, bitch, I ain't going to look good on you. Stop it. But if I'm telling you something deep and dark, of course you want to make me feel comfortable and make me feel good. And not yeah. that the, the the therapists don't because they do, but it's like in a different way. That's not what they're paid to do. They're literally paid to do the opposite of that. They're like, listen, let's break this down. Listen, I know you're sad and that's why you're here, but like, yeah, take out, your, take out your notebook. Stay in the sadness. Stay uh-huh. in the sadness. How does it feel? Like, go the yep. fuck away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to the 
therapist, bro. You guys are lit. Seriously, I love mine. Um, absolutely, absolutely life changing. I will say, I don't know if it's exactly because of therapy, but definitely a huge part of it. Where I have felt, I've never felt more like okay with myself. Like it's just like the simple way to put it. At peace. Yeah, just like, and and it's like I'm not always at peace. Of course, like I still break down, I cry, I scream, like all of it. But I'm able to like regulate a little bit better and I still always even like in the darkest of times I'm always like I'm okay I'm gonna be okay maybe I'm not okay right now but like I'm okay you know yeah and that takes time and like effort not being okay is okay too but also Mm -hmm. working suppressing that is not okay yes working that that is how you grow is how you learn about yourself really therapy is for you to explore you Mm mm-hmm and who doesn't want to get to know themselves? Yep. Moral of that story is going back to the submission. Like, don't ever feel weak by seeking help or seeking, you know, therapy or treatment or whatever you need. I second that. Like, don't ever let nobody tell you that because those aren't your people. I promise you. Yeah. The people who care about you are going to say, I think that's amazing. I think that's great. I'm so proud of you for making that appointment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Person and if they don't tell you, we will tell you. We need you to make that appointment. Yep. We are proud of you for making that appointment and taking that step and acknowledging that. Mental health is serious, people. It's 2022. Let's get on the fucking bandwagon. Global warming and mental health <laughs> fucking serious. Need to be addressed. Need to be addressed immediately. Expeditiously. Yes. On that note, I feel like Oh, that was like heavy. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> not only just the stuff that I'm like, we're talking about, but now it's like, we're thinking about it. That was like, I need like a, I'm going to like put on a funny wine. I, I need wine. I need tequila. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need at least like, I need to put on like a funny show or something, something a little light. You know what I mean? Like some family guy, Rick and Morty. Family guy, yeah. That's my go-to family guy. Yeah, I'm like, here. let me put on family guy before I go to sleep. Cause I got to decompress. I need to call my therapist. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're podcasting at night on the West Coast. It's late here, guys. It's 1030. So thanks for listening with us. Good night, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.